a miraculous rescue of a family of four inside a Tesla that careened 250 feet off of a California cliffside has turned into an attempted murder investigation. Dr. Dharmesh A. Patel has been arrested for attempted murder and child abuse in the matter. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. everybody and welcome to the true crime squad this is katie weaver i'm here with my sister co-host and partner in crime christy brower hello hello hey everybody how's welcome it going to wednesday yes already this is our wednesday episode which also means that we'll be back tonight at 7 p.m mountain for our case updates live stream yes. event uh that uh you know we pull information from every case we're following that has anything new and bring it to you so there is some stuff in Dave Vallo. there's a lot of stuff in moscow we're going to do some of that this morning mm -hmm. uh, and lots of other cases that are really picking up some steam right now yeah we're sort of back to work mm -hmm. you know and the legal system is back to work which means that a lot of things are happening mm -hmm. everything slowed through the end of the month and now yep back to reality now here we go yeah, yeah. so how are you how's it going I'm great. Uh, I am, you know, every year in January, I decide I'm going to learn something new. I do this every year. Mm -hmm. And so what I'm learning now is beaded embellishment um, on, I started with their uh, like embroidered iron on patches and nice. then I'm beating over top of that with, uh, be in, with beaded embellishments because uh -huh. I'm, I'm a beater. I love to beat and I always want to learn something new and be doing something different. Yeah. And I am really enjoying it a lot. Oh, cool. I can't wait so, to see what you're doing. That's yeah, awesome. I'm going to, I'll be sharing soon. So awesome. and I, that's going to expand into bigger things, I think. But um, anyway, Love it. I'm really just enjoying that. Very cool. Yeah. I've had one of those mornings where you go, I don't know if I need to just go back to bed, just leave this house for a minute or just, <laughs> I don't know, go far and drive away. Scream. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, I have one little pig and two chihuahua puppies that are just about to go to reform school. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> reform school. That's so funny. Naughtiest, naughtiest stuff this morning. So, yeah. So I'm here with wet hair and a bad attitude because <laughs> <laughs> we have had a morning. Dang it. I hear there that. We are. Yeah. Well, let's dive into it. I am going to turn the mic over to you for our first segment, which is Oh, Idaho. Oh, Idaho is finally going to get their shot at Brian Koberger. He was in court yesterday. Of course, this is the man accused of the murders in Moscow, Idaho, four college students. It happened in November. He was in court in Pennsylvania yesterday where he did waive extradition 
and he left Pennsylvania at 6 a.m. this morning. Travel plans and the way he's being transported, super secret for his protection. But he is on his way to Moscow, Idaho. Yep. It's good news. Um, you know, we've all been wanting to see this not move so slowly as some other cases do. And so this is great. That, we're we're uh, really hoping this isn't De Belvalo, you know. Right. It's so it's much simpler, although I will say that the very first thing they are going to do is a psych evaluation. That has already been stated. Yeah. That he will receive a psych evaluation immediately to rule out or in if there are any mental health concerns that need to be addressed here. So wise, wise work, honestly, to make sure. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. His rights are being protected as always. That's what we have to do. Here Definitely. is, if you are watching, here is a picture of him yesterday in mm -hmm. his orangey red um, jumpsuit. He's handcuffed in the front and being escorted by uh, jail personnel to court. He was very quiet didn't really speak. Uh, mm -hmm. According to jail personnel, he's been very quiet mm -hmm. and, and and very compliant at the yeah. jail. If you hear otherwise, let me tell you, there is a TikToker, and I might just share their profile name if this doesn't stop, who is sharing the most ridiculous misinformation about this case and about Brian Koberger, driving me insane. Mm -hmm. Please trust, please use trusted sources for your information. Mm -hmm. um, this particular source, no, there's a bunch of crap going around about his behavior in jail. And there's some mm -hmm. stuff going around about a woman who was in a cell across the hall from him. There's a huge red flag because men and women are not housed together. No. Nowhere are they housed together. Um, but a bunch of stuff about him being really inappropriate, sexually mm -hmm. inappropriate in mm -hmm. jail. Jailers themselves have said he's been very quiet and very compliant. And I, I'm going to go with that. So and they said that right before the judge put a gag order on this case. Yes. And we're going to talk about that. <laughs> okay. So yeah. we have been talking all along about how officials in Moscow need to shut the hell up. They need to stop going on news stations and giving interviews and giving conflicting information. And, mm -hmm. you know, we've heard from law enforcement. We've heard from the mayor. We've heard from the president of the university and all of the parents in one way or another. It's really been ridiculous. And mm -hmm. clearly the judge in this case agrees. So let me show you this. This is, I'm going to read to you what is being restricted. This is, um, I'll just show you so you can see, this is the order, but you won't be able to read it on here. I'll just read it out loud for you. Um, because the judge is like, y'all got to shut up. Mm -hmm. um, right after he was, the sheriff gave an interview right after he was arrested. Mm -hmm. Like, who, Who's doing that? No one does. That law enforcement no. do not do that. Okay. No, Here's the order. To stop. Yes. This is a non-dissemination order. And this is uh, in relation to this case, of course. Just looking for who is the judge. Well, I can't remember. Anyway, filed in Laytaw County, Idaho. The, this order specifically prohibits any statements which a reasonable person would expect to be disseminated by means of public communication that relates to the following. Number one, evidence regarding the occurrences or transactions involved in this case. I am very afraid we are not going to get to see the uh, arrest warrant and, you know, the I know. that they gave, even though the prosecutor said we would. I bet we don't. 
uh, you know, or we get something that is deeply redacted. Redacted, yeah, yeah. I bet that probable cause is not going to come to us uh, wide open. No. Two, the character, credibility, or criminal record of a party. Three, the performance or results of any examinations or tests or the refusal of or failure of a party to submit to such tests or examinations. And let's see. Four, any opinion as to the merits of the case or the claims or defense of a party. Five, any other matter reasonably linked to likely to interfere with a fair trial of this case, such as, but not limited to, the existence or contents of any confession, admission, or statement given by the defendant, the possibility of a, pre, of a plea of guilt to the charged offense or a lesser offense, or any opinion as to the defendant's guilt or innocence. Mm -hmm. It is further ordered that no person covered by this order shall avoid its proscriptions by actions that indirectly but deliberately cause a violation of this order. Like, don't go tell your cousins so they can tell the world. You can't do that. Either. It is further ordered that this order and all provisions thereof shall remain in full force and effect throughout these proceedings until such time as a verdict has been returned unless modified by this court. Magistrate Judge Megan Marshall. Guess what? The judge is a woman. Is a woman. We like to see that. But, you know, we know way too many people talking about way too much stuff. They're all mad about the information going around. But you know what? A lot of it actually came out of officials in Moscow, Idaho. Yep. So not surprising that the judge did this because clearly it needed to be said. Mm -hmm. It does mean likely we are not going to be very privy to much information. No. What's you know, in that press conference after they arrested Brian, the way they were like, we can't tell you yet, but as soon as we get him back to Idaho, we're going to unseal this, we're going to tell you everything. And I was like, oh, it's going to be interesting. But at the same time, you go, mm -hmm. they didn't have the right to say that. No, they didn't. Um, they really didn't. Um, a few other interesting things to note. Brian Koberger and his dad drove from Pennsylvania or from Idaho to Pennsylvania for mm -hmm. when he got done with school for Christmas break. He was pulled over twice. Yeah. And there's body cam footage of that. Mm -hmm. It's out there, but um, there are no specifics about what happened um, other than I know one of them was for following too closely, mm -hmm. but it's sort of interesting. There's only like, body cam of one. The other one was refused yeah, uh, because it's, you know, pending an investigation. Yeah. So that is fairly interesting. Mm -hmm. um, there's so much more to come and we'll talk more about more of it later, but I did want to give you those updates. Obviously he's going to have a hearing in Idaho fairly soon. Um, there has been no ban on cameras in the courtroom, however. So it is very possible that there will be video of his True. initial court appearance. There was a ban on cameras in Pennsylvania. Right. So if not you're here. wondering uh, if you'd heard that, that was there. It's not here, at least right. not yet. However, we'll see. the way this judge is cinching this case down, it wouldn't surprise me at all if that happens. Yeah, well, it, it has so much national attention. And, and trust me, little Moscow, Idaho is not used to a lot of national attention at all. It's no. like our area with the Dave Valo case. So mm -hmm. things are going to change over time for sure. But for now, that's what we know. Katie, I'm going right. to kick the mic back to you for our main case. Okay. So on Monday, 
search and rescue was uh, in Northern California was reporting this amazing, miraculous rescue of a family that had gone over the side of a really sketchy area in California. This is a cliffside road. It's Highway 1 in California, and it's called Devil's Slide. This is on the San Mateo County coast between Pacifica and Montara. Mm -hmm. Uh, Its name comes from the rocky edges that are so prone to accidents. This is an area that they've really struggled to make safe because uh, it's not possible to put guardrails in in a lot of it. They've even put some tunnels in in some of the more dangerous areas to try to stave off accidents because there have been so many accidents in this mm-hmm. area. So oh, this boy. is a sense of, of what it looks like. Yeah. yeah. Very rocky uh, cliffs. Not even enough space for guardrails. Wow. No, there's not. And it goes down to the surf. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and to a lot of, you know, craggy rocks below. It's a really, really dangerous area. Uh, And unfortunately, uh, according to Search and Rescue, frequently when people do go over the edge there, it is just a recovery mission of their bodies because nobody survives it. It, It's it's a terrible thing. And so they had a call on Monday uh, midday that there had been a car go off a cliff there, a, a Tesla, a white Tesla, went off the side. The witnesses saw a Tesla go off the side Mm -hmm. and they responded basically expecting that they would probably come across something pretty terrible. Mm -hmm. Uh, But when they got there and used binoculars to uh, survey the accident, they could see movement in the car and they were really shocked. And so some rescuers rappelled down the side of the cliffside. It was a 250 foot drop. Oh, from the road to uh, a very small spot that uh, the car was kind of lodged in, in a big rocky, bouldery spot mm-hmm. right next to the surf, right next. The surf was wow. literally like crashing up nearly to clear to the car. And so they rappelled down and discovered four people in the car, a family. Oh. A dad in the driver's seat, mom in the passenger seat, two children in the back seat that are about four and seven that were uh, in car seats. And those little ones that were buckled into their car seats were uninjured. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. That is amazing. It's amazing. And so they used a rope and pulley system to pull the children up first to safety. And, of course, send everybody to the hospital to to make sure they were okay. They had to use a helicopter to uh, strap mom and dad onto boards and pull them up out because they were injured. Uh, And sent them all to the hospital. And so on Monday, this was a big thing in the news that... uh, we rescued these people. They lived. It's an absolute miracle. That's yeah. what uh, that's what the press was calling it was an absolute miracle. That's what Search and Rescue was calling it. 
So here's a few pictures of the, the crash site. Look at the car. My God, look at the car. So the car, they said it, it flipped over a few times and landed on its wheels. That's amazing. Yeah, talking to my mechanic husband about this, he said that, yeah, see where the car landed? Wow. Uh, had the tide been different, you know, who knows? Right. But, uh, I don't know, but because uh, I don't know what the tide there is like. But uh, at any rate, uh, my husband said that uh, it's probably because they were in a Tesla that they lived. Mm -hmm. Because uh, it no motor and fuel to blow up. Uh -huh. But most cars, by the time they hit the bottom of that cliff, they are going to explode. Right. This car did not. Uh, he said the battery maybe could have started on fire, but it looks like it didn't. Uh, they're, they tend to be more prone to starting on fire, apparently, when you're driving them. <laughs> but, uh, anyhow. Probably not so, from impact, though. So that's good. Yeah. And so it, it's, you know, it's an amazing thing that they lived through it. it but uh, also that they landed on the wheels. But again, because of the way the weight is distributed in a Tesla, if it was a motorized car, the car would have nosedived because that's where the motor sat. That's where right. the heaviness is. So it probably would have nosedived straight down, yeah. maybe landed on its right on the nose or on its top. Anyway, so in this case, it's it's interesting only because Tesla's kind of gotten a, a black eye recently for uh, causing accidents with their automatic uh, driving feature. Right. <laughs> when this happened, everybody was like, oh, they were probably using automatic. We don't know that that's true. We don't know what happened. Right. Okay. So long story short, this miraculous thing happened. Yay. The family's safe. Everything is great until yesterday yeah. when the police announced that they were arresting the father for attempted murder and child abuse. My God. They said that they conducted interviews through the night, Monday night from witnesses. And I'm going to go out on a limb and assume, and this is an assumption. So please know that we, this, these are things we don't know quite yet. I'm going to assume that from talking perhaps to the children and to the mother, that they came to this conclusion that he did it on purpose. He ran his family off a 250-foot cliff. And at that place that was very well known for cars going off and people not surviving. Yep. I mean, that would be, if you were planning something like this, that would be the place to do it. Yeah. Yeah, that's awful. He did it on purpose. Why? Sick man. Very, very sick man. Yeah. So we don't know why yet. Uh, I would imagine that we learned that at some point. Uh, but he has now been taken into custody. He was in the hospital, so they hadn't uh, taken him into custody yet. But Law and Crime this morning is reporting that he is now in custody. So we know just a little bit about the dad. He is a doctor. He's a doctor of radiology at a local hospital. This is, there's very little about him, but he uh, is a radiologist in Mission Hills, California, and he's affiliated with the Providence Holy Cross Medical Center. We know that he's in his early 40s. He received his medical degree from Wayne State University of Medicine, and he's been in practice somewhere between 11 and 20 years. Wow. Neighbors are absolutely stunned. Neighbors said that they are the sweetest, neatest, kindest little family. 
They also said that they've just gotten home from vacation where they visited both sets of parents and seemed to be completely fine. But you never know what's going on behind closed doors. No. Nope. And maybe that meeting those sets of parents on his part was... Was a goodbye? Was go say goodbye. That's my thought, you too. You just never know. You know, the, the, the people that seem like they have the very best, most put-together lives are often the people that have the least most put-together lives. Yep. But they're, you know, fronting. Yeah. Wow. I'm so, so glad they're okay. I'm so oh glad that the wife and children are okay. My God. Oh, unbelievable. Those babies, my hell. Right? These innocent kids, my hell, what an ordeal for them to go through. And the mother, my God. Yeah. They could have lost their mom. She could have lost both her children. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, obviously her husband is a jackass and she's lost him, but mm-hmm. she still has her family. Yeah. That's yeah. unbelievable. So the medical center put out a statement. Providence Holy Cross Medical Center is deeply saddened to learn of a traffic incident involving one of our physicians and his family. We are extremely grateful there is no serious injury. We will not respond further as this incident is under investigation. He is already off of their website as of last night. I would imagine so. A whisper of him there. Uh, And that's pretty much what we know right now. Now, I've noticed lately that uh, sometimes when we report a story, understand that we report what is up to date in the news at this moment. Right. More information will come, and we know that, and we'll report on that in our case updates uh, show typically, but uh, it doesn't uh, necessarily mean that we didn't know what we were talking about. It means that that's how the internet works. Right. (laughs) If we post a show on a Wednesday and then a bunch of new information comes out the following Friday, that's why this might not line up. And that is why we do our case updates live stream at 7 p.m. Mountain every week on YouTube and Facebook. Yeah. We've seen that people may be struggling a bit with that concept sometimes. Yeah. For sure. But that's why, and that's kind of how it works. This is, uh, that's just how it goes. And, and unfortunately, that's that's the life of uh, reporting news is that uh, news changes over time. So mm-hmm. we fully expect that at some point an arrest affidavit will uh, surface, hopefully soon, mm-hmm. so that we can get a peek at it and understand why they believe that he did it. You know, because we're just shooting from the hip, believing that likely mom said so. Right. Uh, also, you know, I'm assuming that they searched their home and maybe they found some something from him that would indicate why he did this. We don't know. We'll find well, out. Well, and did anyone actually see them go over? Anybody yeah. see, you know, that he just cranked yes. the wheel, you know? Yep. There were witnesses that saw the car go over that called 911. Yep. And that's so, probably no. part of it, too. Uh, no. I would reason. imagine. No attempting to not go off. No obstacle in the road or other vehicle causing them right, to Right, just the literal, yeah. Yeah. So that's what we know so far, and we'll certainly keep up to date on it, but so grateful for mom and her children that they are safe and uh, uh, okay. Absolutely. <laughs> as okay as they could well, be. Yeah. Yep. All righty. Well, I'm going to kick the mic back over to you for our final segment, and that is a news update. Yeah.
every once in a while, we see someone who has committed heinous crimes do the right thing, if we can call it that. And let's talk about this guy. He is has been called an accused serial killer from uh, Mendota, Virginia. And he is now convicted serial killer uh, from Mendota, Virginia. His name is James Michael Wright. And he has just pled guilty to three murders that happened in March of 2019. So he was about to trial on these three murders. Trial was to begin on January 9th. And he instead, and I, one of the reasons I want to talk about this is because this is what can happen at the, um, at a pretrial conference. Uh-huh. Talked about this with the Dave Elvalo case. There's a pretrial conference scheduled a week or two before their trial is to begin. Uh-huh. That's when plea deals can happen. That's when, you know, and they've probably already been happening in the, in the background, but right. become official. So instead of going to trial for these three murders, he has pled guilty to them. He uh, will be sentenced to uh, three, excuse me, life sentences, consecutive life sentences. He murdered Athena Hobson, Elizabeth Van Meter, and Jocelyn Alsop in 2019, March of 2019. Um, you know, I, nothing he can do will ever make it okay, but to have to not go to trial for the families of these women is gold. It really is. Putting through trial is incredibly painful and re-traumatizing and brings everything back up and the community and the first responders, everyone who was affected has to go through all of it again in trial. Yeah. There's also an extreme amount of expense to the state. Oh yeah. For um these uh these trials. So Oh yeah. And you know, it, he I, I don't know that he did it for any um for any of those reasons, doubtful, but that is the outcome is that he is in prison for life. He can't hurt anybody else mm-hmm. um out on the street. And the families do not have to be re-traumatized by a trial. So I, I think it's good news. Nor does his family have to right. be traumatized Nobody by a trial. Nobody has to go through yep. telling that story again. Yep. And that is much appreciated. Yeah. Ugh, how sad. How sad for those families. But yeah, what a relief. Watching families like uh, the Vallow family uh, going through all of this uh you know, this last two years of this yeah, nightmare. Kay and Larry and, Kay and, Larry and, and, and even uh, Colby and Annie. Colby and, and his, yeah, all of them. It really shines. It puts a much more personal look on the families that are so deeply affected by all of this. That, uh, right. You know, it might just be a, a podcast for us or, a, you know, a news article for someone else. But these are people that are living this nightmare. Right. And also watching uh, the Pike County Massacre. Oh. God, that was brutal watching. uh, I can't even call that a belligerent herd circus. It was so much worse, you know, and 
for the families who had to sit through that, my God. Yeah. To be spared that. Yeah. It's huge. That's a gift. It is. For sure. Because in sentencing, they'll still have an opportunity to give a victim's impact statement. They'll still mm -hmm. get to have their chance to speak, which is what they need. Yeah. Not to live through all those details again. So awesome. Right. Yeah. So it's good news. Yeah. Good news. They, it's what I wish would happen with every one of these. If you knew you were guilty, mm -hmm. you know, I, I absolutely think people should have a fair trial. And if they believe they're innocent, definitely. Yeah. But in a case like this, where there's really no question, yeah. it's the best thing for everybody. Absolutely. Without a doubt. All righty. Well, that's it. That is our Wednesday episode. We'll be back tonight at 7 p.m. Mountain Time right here on this channel and on YouTube for, or here on YouTube and on Facebook, sorry, for uh, YouTube and on YouTube. <laughs> also YouTube. <laughs> YouTube. Mm -hmm. Updates. It's going to be interesting. There's a lot going on. Mm -hmm. Also, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. And if you're so called, go check us out on Patreon. Our Patreon mm -hmm. has gets two extra uh, episodes every month, and it's a way for us to, you know, help keep the lights on around here. And we really, really appreciate your efforts. Mm -hmm. And lastly, if we ever do an episode that uh, touches your heart in a certain way and you would like to give us a tip, Right here in our show notes, you can find a link for our Buy Me a Coffee, coffee account, and mm -hmm. you can do so if you're, if you're called. No pressure Just whatsoever. go but... to our website, truecrimesquad.com. There's a couple of ways to tip us. That's something that people have asked us for. And, mm -hmm. you know, we're always good with people helping us out, so we have obliged. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, guys, go do something good for yourself. Take care of yourselves. You sure do deserve it. Mm -hmm. This has been yet another production of the True Crime Squad. Take care. Bye, everybody.